We are Squawking Dead, a podcast pulverizing episodes of the Walking Dead universe. Sometimes we give you news, sometimes we make you laugh, but most times we go deep. And I'm your host, David Cameo. I'm joined by <laughs> Kalamal09, Rachel Burke. In the, chat, in the chat, we got Sharon, we got Becky. We're here to talk about Fear the Walking Dead's 13th episode of season six. We're getting close to the end, folks. All right, how do you feel Ugh. about that? How do you feel about that? Oh, you getting nervous? Getting nervous? I don't like I don't like it. <laughs> they aired this season much later than they, they're used to, but they plan on coming back sooner than they were supposed to? A I lot sooner. <laughs> I mean, if if The Walking Dead is coming back in August for their 24-episode run with probably two breaks instead of one break in between every eight episodes, mm-hmm. and then Fear the Walking Dead is going to come back in, in between the first break, because season seven is going to come hollering at you, screaming fast, <laughs> a half a year later. So I guess the way you should think about it is this. It's like when your kid doesn't want to go to bed. Well, if you go to if you go to bed now, you'll be you'll see me in the morning that much quicker. Or I think it's like more like the girlfriend ex boyfriend sort of sorry girlfriend boyfriend situation where like, well, if you go to bed now, we'll be seeing each other that much sooner. Mm-hmm. Good yeah. night, good night, young miss. So Becky, it's it's hard to believe that TWD coming back is a real thing after after those episodes. And is she talking about the um like the the oh lord the deep water. <laughs> In the water series or something? Oh, the, oh, t- the, the dead in the water mini series. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I couldn't remember deep what it was water. called. Like deep, like Horizon. Like what? Like the oil spill. Johnny Odell is no longer with the Walking Dead from Skybound account on Twitter. Okay, he's gone. The king is dead. Long live the king. And that's uh, that's that's a shame. That's a real damn shame. That's all I can say about. It. Like, listen, I was turned on to him for the first time. I think when when he was making fun of hashtag Akikil, and then that <laughs> turned me online. And then when they had like pooping wars between he and like Wendy's and all, or like he was propping up Wendy's and they were putting down this other fast food chains like like Arby's or something like that. I remember it was a clip, I think. Yeah, it's one of our clips. I'll reference it in the blog. I guess AMC wants the Walking Dead official account to be as vanilla and poop as the other fear account. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Yeah, Johnny was from Skybound, not AMC. But she's saying, but Charity's saying basically that, you know, oh, well, I guess... I guess the the Walking Dead from Skybound is going to be just as vanilla as the AMC, which it is. Like, wow, I can't remember the last time the AMC Walking Dead account tweeted out or posted anything ever since Ikikil and that whole flag campaign. That was as close as they got to anything that was fun. You know, the AMC Walking Dead account. I wouldn't say that the Fear official account sucks ass. I think the marketing department is actually really great. The Fear account follows us, so they can't suck ass. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> it just doesn't suck ass it's liked a couple of our tweets so we can't i can't complain but no the marketing department has been doing great i've liked the promo spots with the vines and the people and the they wrapping around everybody and they've they've done some really good promo in the last year and a half i think in my opinion uh the walker kill counts were cool video game like i thought that was a good campaign they put that to rest for a little while i think i feel like they're kind of reverting a little bit i mean do you remember the walkies uh, around season five with the walkies meaning the, everybody got the little Funko Pop Golden Award for like their like their best kill or like oh most walkers destroyed and you don't remember this Funko Pop thing like it looked like a Funko Pop this little golden award called the walkies where where was this for Fear the Walking Dead season five like on like on social on media TV oh I didn't social media back then. <laughs> You're on the podcast back then, and we would tweet about it, or we would also In like season, use Instagram. I, I I wasn't. I really only started using Instagram how it's supposed to be, like maybe since I met Sharon D. <laughs> oh, that that makes maybe makes sense. 
which is later yeah. on in the season. Oh, uh, yes. Yeah. Eh, there you go. So, no, I, 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 and to the, I don't the, know my way around the internet. So, so. to the point where, like, I was kind of like, Fear the Walking Dead social media needs to take, sorry, the Walking Dead social media needs to take a cue from Fear the Walking Dead social media because it's a lot more fun. Do you remember? Maybe you don't. Probably not. <laughs> the coolest thing I think they ever did was the uh, airline safety announcement thing, that campaign, where they had everybody kind of go through the safety manual. <laughs> did, you, did you ever see this? No. Now I have to post all of this in the goddamn blog <laughs> and make you read it. Because <laughs> I'm going to go back in time no, and I, post these Instagram posts. I came to the internet party way late way late <laughs> i'm gonna talk to your mom and confirm your age <laughs> like, is she really this old who's <laughs> like no <laughs> she she's really an alien that dropped onto this planet about that, two years ago that could be true but i guess the point is that sharon is saying is that like yeah there's no person talking directly to the people like johnny does and honestly i learned a lot from just that i mean it just changed the way i really interacted with people online i was but i really wasn't being a person i was being a us i was being a we and i still kind of communicate in we's and us's but like now i'll do more i or me's and i'll talk to people about feelings personal feelings a little bit more lately it, all while tying it into the show because it's still not my account it's the r account so I think it's a good thing. I think it's I think it's really good. And I kind of learned that from Johnny. So look, hats off to Johnny. I, I'm still in shock about it. I liked him a lot. I think it was great, especially on Twitter, obviously. I, I don't know that he interacted with anybody on Facebook or even audio or even Instagram, but on Twitter, he was the shit. He was, I don't know if it was different people too. I don't know if it was just him. He was doing a lot. He was doing the reaction videos too. He edited, he edited them up. He headed the podcast. He, yeah, I mean, amazing Dang. guy. Yeah. The talk dead to lot, me podcast. Doing lots. Johnny, you'll be missed. I'm still following you. So I'm going to figure out what you're up to next. So I got, I got my stalker eyes on you. So show everybody your June t-shirt. You're wearing it right now. Oh the, yeah. Right. Believe in June. Cool this thing is. And tell them the story behind it, because we haven't really even talked about this, actually. Sharon D um, had a design contest. We wanted to uh, have fans um, come up with some sort of Believe in June design. So we, we started this hashtag even before that. Uh, we just, like, spammed the internet with hashtag Believe in June. And so Sharon D thought, let's have people come up with designs and get them on T-shirts, and then, you know, we can show our support like that. Like, that's a great idea. So then we had everybody submit um, these great designs. And then those designs went off to Jenna herself, and she picked her favorite one out of those designs. And this was the winner. And this design is by uh, Charlotte at Under the Feather on Instagram. She designed these t-shirts. And then uh, I had the co you know company whip them up, and now I got t-shirts for anybody who wants them. Oh, and oh. Charlotte's website is featherandmoon.com and I know she's selling these really adorable um, postcards and any kind of event card anniversary birthday whatever you know whatever they're really cute oh, and she was doing some um, charity cards too I think for a little while to help out India and their COVID crisis basically head over to Feather and Moon and help uh, help the country out and then if you got some extra money come visit me or Sharon D and get a Believe in June t-shirt yeah CosmoMom09 on Instagram Twitter which she claims she knows how to use now and then also um, no, just, and then Facebook too. Facebook technically, yeah. if you go to facebook.com slash Cosmom09, you can contact her there as well. So yep. I think, I think your DMs are open. I don't know. You might, they might get some, some pushback against Facebook security. So maybe head over to Instagram instead. I'm mostly on 
Instagram, on Instagram. But you can catch me on Facebook too. Yeah. Twitter, it might be a few days before I notice anything over there. Yeah. <laughs> I'll be bringing some of them to camp too. And that's probably easier. If you if you are going to the camp and you want to take a look at these shirts in person, I think yeah. that would be best for you. You know, it's it's convenient. Take advantage. If you don't want to get it, you know, don't get it. I mean, but mm -hmm. you'll see it, you'll like it, fall in love with it, and you'll buy it right then and there. Meet us at the camp. We have a booth. That's yep. right. We're going to the camp. We said it in the last episode right at the end. Right at the end. And we didn't mention it again until now. All right, let's talk about this episode. <laughs> For all the Easter eggs and nuggets and little bits of fan geekdom that you can light up your face and say, oh, I know what that is. The best part about this episode is the layering of the parallels between the characters that are on the actual episode. Like, you, it's not usually the case, and it should be, that the same characters that are having a parallel are in the same episode. We got lucky with this one in that... The people that are having the parallel are on the same episode, having mm -hmm. these similar interactions or similar kind of <laughs> ironic happenings in the same episode that are going on that you can point to and go, oh yeah, he's just like her right there. He's doing the same thing. She, she's doing the same thing he is. John Sr. <laughs> and June Normal are, are doing the same thing right now. I am like shaking with excitement to see what is going to happen with the rest of the season. Dory Sr. has all of this information about Teddy. Like, we know we know so much more about Teddy already. I mean, we got his last name in this episode. We saw how far they're really stretching, and we're going to take what we know, what we've experienced, what we've seen, and pair it with all the information that Sr. has, and we're just going to go kick some ass, I hope. Just to remind everybody, <laughs> Sr.'s at the dam. He's at the command yeah. center. He's in the Lawton yep. for our gang. That's right. Yeah. For now. I mean, if there was a council, he'd be on it already. <laughs> the Mount Mount Olympus. That is <laughs> that is yeah. the dam. He's among the gods. Yeah. I believe timing is everything. If the timing doesn't feel right, I'm I'm not gonna do it. I got that sense from June in this episode too. I mean, she looks at the letter from John a couple of times, considers reading it, and then decides not to. And she she had the perfect opportunity and she chose it to read that letter in front of senior, not even knowing, not even knowing that it contained stuff in there that he needed to hear. To me, I'm like, oh, oh, she had to wait. She had to hold on to it and read it at this moment so that senior could feel the forgiveness too. On a very smaller scale, June also doesn't quite have the strength, is protecting herself by mm -hmm. not reading this letter. One, she, I mean, there's a part of it that I'm sure can't accept that John is gone. Two, mm -hmm. it's not productive. Why do something if it's not productive, right? I mean, the hospital, like mm -hmm. all these things that June is trying to wrap <laughs> herself into. And three, if I read the letter, it's real. That was what I got. As soon as I read this, I'm facing reality. I'm admitting it. It's real now. I'm going to admit something because the first time I watched this episode and they had the scene together outside what looks like a bathroom in McNeil's. It's not. I guess it's not. Maybe it is in real life. McNeil's baiting, uh, <laughs> mm -hmm. baiting beer. So let me paint the picture. John Sr. says, oh, I think JD's signature is back there somewhere. I think you'd like that. And then he just goes, ha ha. And then he traps June behind the door. And then they're having this argument about like, he spent 40 years trying to run away from me. So I know the truth. And she goes, don't come at me with that truth shit. You're not reading the letter. Same reason. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and it's just like, oh, oh yeah. Okay. <laughs> but the first time I watched that, I was like, I had a Sharon reaction in a sense. I had the Sharon reaction of like, don't you, <laughs> you better fuck right off, John Senior. I did that sort of thing. I'm like, but then the second time I watched, I'm like, oh, well, yeah, he has a, he does have a small, he's a point that's this big, and he's right. <laughs> but this, just this big, 
It's just this big. Yours is 40 years big. Okay. <laughs> it's a yeah. lot of time. Like going back to the thing in the in the RV where you're like, um, yeah, dude, you were away for 40 years. 40 fucking years. Mm-hmm. And, and instead of going to see your son, you went to see the, the killer guy. What the, you can mm-hmm. see your son. Like, okay, apocalypse happens. Reset. Reset. Okay, maybe now I can see my son. The world's gone to shit. Maybe I can see my son now. Now I'm going to see the serial killer that I put away because he needs to stay there, right? Right. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. So in that, June is right. So let's be back to June being right. <laughs> yes. Be I'm comfortable here. with that. <laughs> but, 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 you watch it the second time. You're like, okay, yeah, you're right. You're right. And of course he's right. Of course he's right. Because it takes one to know one. <laughs> so, which, when you watch the episode again and you really, really think about it, John Sr. knows what he's doing. He knows what he's doing. He knows he's avoiding. He knows he's doing everything in his power to avoid. As he says very clearly at the end, we do what we do to protect ourselves. And I noted in the React video, which you just watched, because if you are watching the episode, you are watching the reaction video. I said, yeah, oh, ourselves, not others. That's interesting. So this is all about ourselves and not others. I went away for 40 years really for myself, not to protect my boy from the moment that he starts getting closer to the cabin he talks about mcneil's bait and beer throughout this whole episode he's just gung-ho he's just barreling through every single conversation not really listening to june he's hearing her but he's not listening to her <laughs> which is what all my ex-girlfriends said about me once he starts getting closer to mcneil's he starts opening up a bit he's like oh yeah i remember i took took john sitting there eating his butterscotch ice cream ice and, cream uh, yeah the sweet tooth <laughs> had a sweet tooth Whoa. Oops. You know, like, mm-hmm. like now he's thinking, oh, oh, yeah, it's settling in. It's like, oh, a boy's dead, but still not registering quite yet. He's just like, oh, sorry, I had to correct my tense there. Okay, fine, keep going. <laughs> and then they get inside, and he's like telling, he's telling her about, oh, the, the freezer was that way, and oh, that. And then he's getting into the, into the whole thing about the guns, and he's talking about legacies and the John Doe before him. For the first time, he's not really thinking about the case at all. Not thinking about Teddy Maddox. Not really. He's talking about the first John Dory. We can get into the details. I don't care about the second. <laughs> right? Is it? It's not important. Like, oh, no, the dead n- eye. Nothing he's. Nothing he says is real. Sharon, you checked already. Yeah, I did too. <laughs> yeah, in fact, it's so not real that like you put it in, it's like only six results. The dead eye yeah. Driscoll thing. Yeah, yeah dead eye Driscoll. Mm-hmm. No. Blackwater, Texas, don't exist. Yeah, even if you put O Driscoll, <laughs> that just refers to Red Dead Redemption, and it's a loose thing mm. that doesn't involve a Dory. So there you go. <laughs> But when, the second he talks about legacy, he's, he's kind of he's kind of pivoting to something that's not John, but also talking about something that involves John because eventually he taught me. He was the trick shot. He taught me, and then we start getting to like the wedding, and all our friends were around, mm. and they were singing. The people we loved were there, and we get to this point where it kind of I think it kind of dawns on John Dory Senior like that he said that must have been quite the affair, mm-hmm. and then he kind of he kind of has this kind of like kind of pivots his heel a little bit and he goes i want to show you this thing about jd like the, the initial jd and then he locks her in the thing and i feel like in that moment he's finally because look you see him slowly kind of opening up a little bit slowly but then as soon as she mentions the wedding he kind of on the one hand is listening to her which is great but on the other hand he kind of snaps right back mm-hmm. because his first instinct is to, is to protect the ones he loves like or at least protect quote unquote because june don't need saving right are we That's in agreement right. June doesn't need our help. Yeah. (laughs) That's the first thing I wrote after I was like mad. I was like, not mad at you. I'm like mad at John senior. I'm like, Uh 
she does not need saving. He's like, so you're gonna, you're gonna put me in timeout? <laughs> and then I was like, John Cena, you done fucked up now. And so then, but then I thought like Sharon, I was like went back to my argument with Sharon last week, and I was like, June does not need your help. There's a cycle here. It just keeps going. It just keeps going. <laughs> so I'm having, I'm having a little fun here. Just don't take me too seriously. You'll be just fine. And then she'll whip back with some sort of insult and be like, well, you didn't have to hurt my feelings. <laughs> Anyway, we'll see. It's left no, to be she'll determined. Agree. June doesn't need to be saved. Yeah, June doesn't need right. to be saved. She doesn't need protecting. I mean, have her back. That's it. Help is nice. Locking away. We'll, saving. We, we oh. want somebody to have her back. That's yeah. different. That's not protection. That's like looking out for somebody. We all need that. But yeah, putting her in timeout completely. Oof. And what did he really think that was going to do? That building is like old as shit. She probably could have like pushed on one of the walls and it collapsed and she could have got out. How dare you be smart to the McNeil name? <laughs> <laughs> It looks old, but it looks sturdy. I, I don't know. I, I, I guess it worked. I mean, look, she didn't get out until Dwight and Sherry just showed up. Also, like, I noted this in the reaction video. I'm like, Dwight and Sherry on, on a, the bridge over a river, and they can hear over rushing water June banging on a door inside McBeal's Bait and Beer. And I was just like, listen, I don't often nitpick on something, but that's a pretty big something. I could see if the wind is at the right non-level, like no wind at all. I thought maybe she had broken a window. Did you hear a broken window? I didn't, it didn't really sound like anything specific. I just, it was just noises. I know exactly what it sounded like. It sounds like when your older brother locks your younger brother in the pantry and your <laughs> younger brother is kicking the bottom of the door. Yes, I know from personal experience. I am the older brother. I'm the older brother. Oh, <laughs> so okay. I was going to say, which, which one are you in this scenario? Yeah. And he's like, what, eight, eight years old? I'm 18 years old. He's eight years old. <laughs> I'm a terrible older brother. Yeah, an 18-year-old <laughs> should not be locking their little brother in a closet. Yeah. You should know better. You shouldn't. You shouldn't. I listen, learn from me. Don't do not do it. It's just not oh worth gosh. it. It's not worth it. It's not worth the trauma that a 30-year-old has to go to therapy. He does. He's still not going to therapy. Anyway, let's move on. Oh gosh. <laughs> just, but yeah, that's about the sound that that makes. <laughs> let's just go through that whole example just to illustrate the yeah. sound. The fact that the somebody had to be Dwight and Sherry throughout this whole entire episode. Okay, picking up the jacket. Well, I mean, they were following her. Of course it was going to be them. Yeah. But, I mean, they could have gotten thrown by the scent. They could have not found them. I, there is some sort of, like, okay, they're in, look, is Dwight a tracker? No. Is Sherry a tracker? No. <laughs> what we've been saying about Dwight lately is he's not the sharpest tool in the drawer, you know what I mean? He's not, he's not always, you know, doesn't always have the right answer. Or he stumbles yeah. into the right answer. Sherry needed to see what living a life of revenge looks like she yeah. needed to see senior that was the yeah. point well and then also seeing the cost too sherry and dwight both on horseback both on different horses sherry driving her horse into the fucking ground and i saw that literally but then the symbolism of just living that hard and not respecting the horse which is yourself it is yourself and is an extension of you and you're just driving into the wall and it dies and then you just shoot it and you're like yeah that's the value of life that kind of reminded me of Dakota. It doesn't matter unless you draw, you know, because life has no meaning. And Sherry oh. illustrates the same kind of behavior. I you know? screamed at Sherry during my first watch. I didn't notice until the second time around because I'm too busy, like, horrified. Dwight <laughs> is staring at that dead horse for a while. And I'm thinking to myself, oh, I get it. Dwight's like, is life that meaningless to Sherry that if I get in her way, that, that I'll end up like me? that? Yeah. <laughs> and then he goes, nah. <laughs> and then he goes back to Sherry. Mm, I think she would. 
It's funny because I think he's the one person that she wouldn't do that to. That would make it hard, but it's kind of like the John and June thing, right? June might be the one person that can make get John out of it. And that's kind of why he leaves, because he knows that. Mm -hmm. Remember when John goes to the right, she goes to the left? Yeah, because John knows that if June were to, she, he would not be able to do what he's setting out to do. Just like everything else, like if John killed a kid, June might be able to get him out of this. Maybe. Only yeah. person that has a chance. I think Sherry's capable of it her being in the mental state that she is i i think she's capable of it my gut says no but evidence speaks volumes now they're all kissy face so we'll never find out <laughs> well nothing is set in stone i i hope not anyway i would much rather see sherry die than really? right at this oh point my god <laughs> well I, I don't know no i meant their relationship not die <laughs> oh, <laughs> yeah. oh my god <laughs> like I, how about this i would much rather see them happy and be okay yeah, I want to see Dwight happy. <laughs> You're evil. <laughs> oh my god, I'm drooling. So I know there's a lot of people that agree with me. <laughs> there's a lot of fish in the sea, Dwighty boy. Well, even in you know, even I in the in the reaction video before I knew where this was really going to go, I mean, I had an inkling that like, okay. If Sherry sees all this that's happening right now, she might learn. I wasn't confident of that, but I said, mm -hmm. and I, but I had this yarn. I just that I edited together, and I said, you did too. Yeah, all, all along, you were commenting yeah, learn. on Sherry. Mm -hmm. Learn, learn. Mm -hmm. Even at the funeral, I'm like, learn, learn, uh -huh. Sherry. <laughs> <laughs> yes, you were. I was like putting my mojo. I was like saying my my yeah. prayers. And they're like, oh my god, and I'm like. I should have said this in the episode, like in the in the, the react. I was like, "Oh my god, it worked!" <laughs> like, but it, you know, <laughs> I didn't want to be presumptuous because, like, oh, I did it. Of course, I didn't do it. They wrote it that way. <laughs> it's like, so you just anyway. you were you were picking up the clues that they wanted you to. You knew where it was going. But even then, like even me saying, "Oh, we're never gonna really know where this is gonna go," which is what I said. I, you hope that it goes that way because they always do this thing where, okay, you have this one parallel and you have this other parallel. This parallel works. This one doesn't. That's what they've done on Fear for the last, I don't know, two years, I want to say. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Two seasons. It just doesn't quite, the parallels don't, just to illustrate tragedy. It's like, well, a little too late on this one. This one was just right. <laughs> like, <laughs> this is what happens when you do it right. This is what happens when, well, you know, life happens. It doesn't always work out the way you want. That's yep. fear of the walking dead in a nutshell. Yep. They break oh our hearts God. and break our hearts some more. And they're like, oh, oh, you guys are back. Oh, here. here oh, here's some, some more, of the broken heart. I got heart. some more shit pudding for you to eat. <laughs> speaking, speaking of that, like, okay. Uh... Yeah, Becky was saying I was done with Sherry when she shot that horse. Like, I was literally getting done saying, you know, I, I feel bad for her. You know, and, like, and then she shot the horse and I had the face. And I had like, <laughs> you know, not starting to feel as, yeah, exactly. <laughs> and I edited out the part that I said, you know, but they do this to me sometimes. Sometimes I, have to, I get all reset and then she, she does something and she's like, you're testing me, girl. You're just yeah. testing me. And then I and then I have to reserve my restores. Like, <laughs> My store's up all over again about the Sherry. Yeah. Yep. I got something similar from Sherry too. When I woke up Thursday morning, I'm reading through the, you know, non-verbal, non you know, <laughs> non-detailed commentary. And it's like, oh, Sherry. Never mind. Fuck Sherry. <laughs> <laughs> like back to back. <laughs> well, it, at least it was the first thing, right? There's <laughs> hope for the future. And then it was quickly dashed. Never mind. <laughs> yeah. Never mind. Let's bury the baby. Bury the baby. <laughs> 
<laughs> but then they yo-yoed me again. I was just like, whoa, she is so deep. She's so deep in. She cannot get out. And she I doesn't mean, know which way's up. And he, but you know what? I feel like that hits. That hits some people so specifically, though. So specifically. Because mm -hmm. I'm thinking of this on more than just the Sherry scale of things. I, I know so many people that, that feel this stuck. That, oh, I just have to do this, and then everything's going to be okay. Or I have to just do that. Once I get there, everything's going to be roses. You know, like, and I'm like, it's not. It's not. And I feel terrible for them. And then you try to coax them into another direction or another path. Like, you know, just create some, like, I'm thinking of like this, this friend of mine that loves filmmaking. Dude, just, just create something for yourself. Start with the act of creation and then move on from there. But I know this guy and he just can't not do it his way perfectly the first time and it's going to be mm. a huge success and i said no it's not it's not at all it's not and i'm not saying that because you're awful i'm saying it because if you think like that you will never get off the ground even if you've had everything right if you felt like you did everything right and you released it the first criticism that you're gonna get is gonna send you into an early grave because you will not be able to handle it start by saying the first thing I create is going to be a piece of shit, but along the way I'll fix it. You know, and I'm like, <laughs> but I'm, I'm being so dead serious right now. I know people in my life that have been raped and it's, it's literally Sherry's situation right here. And that's hard. It's easy to forget. It's so easy to forget when you're so mad at her. Right. But at the same time, yeah, that happened. And so that's why my brain keeps resetting is because I get it. What he did to me was horrible was beyond the pale and he did it again and again and i'm assuming again and again and again and so that's right now it's not easy it's easier when you're like fuck this bitch and like oh she did a thing to i don't know she made a face to june or something like that it's like oh fuck that bitch oh that's what happened all right reset <laughs> and then she does a thing and you're like oh fuck this bitch yeah, well. Someone who's been through trauma can still do shitty things. It's not a free pass. You don't get to do whatever you want because you've been through trauma. She's still acting like an asshole. <laughs> oh my God, especially, let's just call the thing she's doing acting out of trauma. Absolutely. Right. Just Absolutely. to kind of make it kosher again. <laughs> just to kind of yes. circle and circle it in a warm blanket where we don't get yes. accused of anything. <laughs> okay, now that we're on the same page. That's what's so great about watching Dwight in all of this is that he gets it. He was there too. Yeah, he, he was there. In his own way acted out of trauma worked for the other side to get himself free finally and that's funny because when she finally admits that she's going after she's going after negan to put a bull mm -hmm. in his head all that stuff dwight supports her just like morgan supports grace in the last episode it's mm -hmm. like i don't i don't believe you but i trust you mm -hmm. I, I think you need this and so i'm just gonna go on faith here right and i like that yeah. i like that parallel i love that parallel because mm -hmm. and we brought it up had we not brought it up, brought up, because it wasn't said explicitly, it was just in Morgan's face. She says, you said that before in the sanctuary. You mean it this time? Mm -hmm. Like that, those conversations in the stairwell? You know, yeah. we'll get out from under this. You know, I, I'll, I'll make it happen. And I wrote, just as a note, you threw being a coward because she knew it. Dogs knew it. Everybody knew it. <laughs> that because he couldn't put Negan down, Negan walked all over him. And then by extension, obviously her. And I thought that was the craziest line for her to say. But like, again, acting out of trauma. He said without any hesitation, he said, yes, I'm done. I'm with you all the way. I'm going to show you that I've changed. Mm -hmm. You know, And I like that. I like that 
it, it's like was yeah. no hesitation. I am not that guy anymore. I may not be the previous guy, which he kind of alludes to later on, but like. Right. I like that admission. She is implying that it was so easy for you to go back to the person you were. And he's like, no, 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 no. I'm not the person I was. I have changed, but I'm not that guy either. I didn't go back. You know, you're going to change and you're not going to be the same girl either, which is why I think he suggests just starting over saying, look, leave those people in the past. Hi, how are you? Let's let's do this over again. Who better than somebody that knows you and that you can trust to figure out who that person is. Part of what Dwight is alluding to when he says, are you ready to say goodbye? She's like, I don't know. Mm -hmm. What we've been saying about, you know, almost everybody on this series is that, let's just say you get what you want. Who are you now? Mm -hmm. mm, what now? And he's saying it to her in advance, which is something we never really get. Sometimes we want to shake every single fucking character on this, on this series <laughs> and go, stop it, because what if you get what you want? What if you get what you want? Yeah. <laughs> but what now? And then now we're seeing it in advance and he's, which is like, okay, for all the shit that I've said about Dwight for the last several episodes about him being a dummy dumb. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Dwight ain't no dummy. He still sounds like a dummy, but like, he's just so goddamn wise. It's just blowing my mind. Who better than to have somebody that loves you unconditionally and supports you help you find out who that could be, mm -hmm. who that person is. Now, I hope that it's addressed because I hope, I hope this is the case that like, even with June giving him his rings back, which made me super emotional for some reason. And then I figured it out, but it was, it hit me out of nowhere. I was just like, he gave this to her knowing full well, he would never find Sherry. Mm -hmm. Never. But he's like, you know what? This is the hope that I had that took me thousands upon thousands of months or thousands. Let's just say thousands. Cause the United States isn't like 10,000 <laughs> billion no. right now, thousands of miles just to find this one person eat to not find her but here's that love and dedication and drive i'm giving this to you june and then having lost and had this mojo and i'm a big believer in like sentiment so when something like that has been loved and been used to sacrament let's say love and that love ends let's not say dies let's say ends that that story is over returning that back with all that love and beauty in the in the object back to the owner who is with somebody who who he loves and it's a little tougher but it's the ouroboros like i was saying like in the in the react video it was like it's like day chases night night chases day and now they're here now they're meeting and it was just it was just i was just overwhelmed it just it just hit me out of nowhere like this thing's been through a journey i wonder if and when he'll give Sherry her ring back or if she'll even want it that's that's kind of what i was getting to is that mm -hmm. my hope is that they don't try to make this anything more than what it probably hopefully is and if it means that nothing comes out of it well sarah's still on the table <laughs> <laughs> no, that's I right. I don't know. I don't know. But I, I'm not ruling them out. I'm not ruling Dwight and Sherry out because I think. I mean, let's let's be honest. Like, love the one you're with, right? That's what you've been singing a lot, Charity, right? We need that. <laughs> I, I'm not saying we need it. I think we could use it. You know, it'd be mm. nice to have the couple that's already here get together. You know I've been saying for a few weeks now how we need a happy ending, but this isn't exactly the one I had in mind. <laughs> We're working on it. Fear the, walk, Fear the Walking Dead. We're working on it. <laughs> Yeah, it's like, yeah. You have like a, a, a construction sign. <laughs> In, undergoing maintenance. <laughs> Fear the Walking Dead, season six. We'll be back at season seven. <laughs>
abrupt end to season six. <laughs> what if it ended just right here and they just went to season seven? Actually, that's a good question though, isn't it? We've gotten John Dory Sr. Morgan and June patch it up in the same episode and in such a remarkable way. And then like the, the music that comes on at the end when John Dory Sr. is like saying, I know that this guy, Theodore Maddox, he's not going to stop at nothing till everybody's dead. And then like, <laughs> yeah. right. And then the music goes dun, 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 dun. Like and it goes up like in a fade, right? It's like fading in. <laughs> <laughs> like holy shit what is this the fucking a team and then like you know the morgan goes we have work to do and then like it just goes to the credits <laughs> like yeah sorry season six you're you're done all right let's move <laughs> on to season seven <laughs> after more than 20 minutes discussing whether love could ever be in june dory's future there's a part of me that thinks that people think june isn't a normal person this episode to me taught me that she is she has foibles she has fears she's protecting her heart she is not perfect and i that that was me before this episode too I was like, oh, she's perfect. She can run this thing. And then we'll probably see some more of that. I just don't enjoy this idea that we treat June like one would treat Carol, which is everything we all did not like about the comparison. In some respects, we look at Carol and we think, oh my God, nothing can compare. And I was like, I'm like oh, she's so awesome. And like, yeah, it's true. But then at the same time, she is human. Obviously, look at this oh, person, yeah. make all these mistakes. But then we seem to put them on the Love her all the more for it. Yeah, yeah. And I think there's the danger in putting someone so high on a pedestal that you can't see that they're just a human being just trying to exist in the world. And yeah. I, I wonder sometimes. And I, I do this to myself is what I'm saying. And that's why I'm bringing it forward to you guys. <laughs> I do this to myself all the time because I have to stop seeing these people as something more <laughs> than people. I think about things that I want to see as a viewer for these characters. Maybe not necessarily what's good for this human. No, I'm like, no, what do I want to see? This is my show. I'm watching it. What do I want to see? I wanted to find joy in whatever forms life has to offer in okay. this universe. See, and, and, and I, I, now see, when I- In say, all forms. And I'm going to say, <laughs> I don't. <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> well, only in so much as I don't want to see her in another relationship. I think it would be very hard for me to see her in another relationship. Even if it is years down the road and they and they do it right, I think it would still be really hard. And it's not because I don't want her to be happy. It's because I don't want to see it. <laughs> no, I, I, can, I can respect that. You're being very honest and you should be able to say that and not feel shamed, whatever. <laughs> yeah. Maybe that's what I was looking for. I kind of want people to just be honest like with their feelings about these characters. I'm sure when they do it, they're going to do it at the right time. Just like we said, they're going to plan this out and make yep, us feel make okay it with it right story. right exactly so like <laughs> yeah. and so given that i'm like well i want stella to get her groove back you know <laughs> like, <laughs> sure why not yeah oh i i like people enough for them to be happy right no yeah okay i'm kidding i'm kidding they'll, yeah, do, they'll yeah. figure it out they'll figure it out sorry i was reading becky's comment about carol and daryl carol c-a-r-y-l is a good example of this they're not canon yet but it's hard to see carol and daryl with other people exactly so as viewers even though carol and daryl have nothing on screen as viewers we don't like seeing them with other people more accurate ways to say is like we it's hard for us to imagine them with other people because of their relationship because of mm -hmm. a connection that they have that is strong so and that's yes. fair i i'll even say that's fair but i get a little excited when i see a little uh, connie action I'm saying right now. <laughs> but, and everybody gets a different reaction to that too and i'm being honest and, and serious here like yeah i mean <laughs> some people will see connie and daryl's interactions and be like right they have that little <sighs> moment yeah and then, that's me <laughs> but then other people will go like me will get like a little Oh, this, my, are my nipples erect? I haven't, I hardly noticed. <laughs> I hardly noticed. Then walks out of the room, warms his nipples. There you go. It's, no. 
I no. like I like no. new I like new things. I like new things. No, I see I see Connie and Daryl talking, and I'm like, "Where's Carol? Where's Carol? She needs to come bust his shit up right now." And Becky's like blasphemer. JK. Yeah. <laughs> oh, okay, okay. Connie's gonna be Daryl's wingman for Carol. Uh, C A R Y L. Nice. Depends on how what forms that's going to take. No, I can I can fully admit that Daryl is just not that into Carol. Like I, there is a bond, a love there, and Carol full on hundred percent loves Daryl. It is all from her side, and he's like. I think that's become a lot more clear. Let's say in the ten C episodes, that's if you go back and rewatch the seasons, it is she flat out says do me yeah, <laughs> and he's yeah. like in the beginning yeah i'm, I'm good <laughs> now that we got that out of the way because i'm not open i'm that door's good we're starting to close the door on that the double doors we're like okay right. goodbye yeah because that we're was going a big off the rails. that was totally off the rails but this is <laughs> kind of my point about this episode as a whole though it's got tons of little details of things you can go through and i am oh, yeah. i forget that we're not doing that you want you want the little Easter eggs and the details and this and that. Go to Talking Dead. Go to They're Talking Dead. Leave me the fuck alone. Go to speak Taisha <laughs> Tyler on Instagram and talk about the Negan Walker and go fuck yourself. No, go to Blazy Gardner's Instagram and check out her Walker collage because that's fucking awesome. I helped a little with that. So did so did Rachel. <laughs> but yeah, but yeah, go to Blazy Gardner. Leave me the fuck alone. <laughs> <laughs> that's what that's what it's there for blazy's the shit and let's be honest that's not all you get from blazy gardener's account but that's a lot and that's really good she's been bringing on the parallels for like ever holy crap the parallels i don't even know how her her brain works wow yeah she's amazing <laughs> i do but it's all but this is and this is i was actually gonna address this i was like this is more of a visual thing this is an audio podcast for the most part i have no patience to bring up all these things on the video streaming podcast. It's like, oh, mm. let's bring over the Negan Walker. Well, you can barely make him out. Well, I gotta go shut the fuck up. <laughs> bring the Negan yeah. Walker up. We really had to stare at that. Just for fun, I'm gonna bring it up now. Because I said it. <laughs> but now if I keep saying all the other shits, holy shit, I'm, well, how many walkers I'm gonna put on screen? Yeah. He he puts all of them on the screen right now. Because he yeah. gets it on off of Blazy's <laughs> <laughs> that's that's how i did it yep it is a really cool comparison though like they did a yeah. really good job yeah well let's talk about that just a little bit just the walkers because i know that's something that you wanted to talk about for the full effect you need to go to to sharon D's page at blazy gardner on instagram because she has like a whole collage put together of the walkers that appeared in this episode next to which june they represent because june's been like 37 somebody's sounds yeah. like somebody we no, that said something very similar. <laughs> yeah. To, Sounds to, familiar. Yeah, that. Yeah. Oh, well. Yeah. Well, look, we put the image on the screen, but we will also be putting that image in our blog, too. So if you head over to that, you'll see the reference to the embedded image on in her Instagram. But yeah, the different walkers re representing different iterations of June. There was one walker in particular I did want to talk about, but that's easy, right? You can go to Sharon D's Blazy Garden. Oh, yeah. Page Just check that. it out. You'll be amazed. Yeah. yeah. And then there was that one walker, though, that was on the floor when she's at Tank Town, when June arrives mm -hmm. at Tank Town, with like that half of the face was, was kind of burnt off and reddish. And mm -hmm. I thought that was more of like the Dwight Walker, mm. <laughs> the Dwight Walker, like the White Walkers, because <laughs> he had the same kind of half of the face kind of messed up and... Hmm, I hadn't and thought I th about that. And I thought that was kind of interesting. And But it does kind of resemble a little bit like the interaction where in season five, where they first meet and then, you know, he's he's putting up the axe so that John could do the San Antonio split. 
But like, what? This is the Walker that. What if the Walkers had actually eaten Dwight? <laughs> well, mm. the bodies were on top of him. That's the Walker in Tank Town. <laughs> <laughs> Charity's like, oh god, that's a meme now. Dwight Walker. <laughs> well. You can go one step further with that. Have you seen Austin Milio? I mean, he's kind of gaunt. He's a skater boy. Yeah, we've seen him without a shirt. Remember that one time, like, okay, it was the beginning of season six. We were like, holy it's shit, is that him? With, is that him? Yeah, was that him with his shirt off? Yeah. We were like, wow. Thin guy. Very thin, very thin. <laughs> he's he's like, a skater boy. That's what skater boys look like. <laughs> I'm just saying, I, got, I was a little worried. I mean, I've seen the machinist. I know what's up. <laughs> <laughs> oh i have a question title sequence is it june again or is it john senior because we I, we when we were live watching i was just like oh my again it's but then yeah okay okay because for a and second I, we're like mm, is yeah. it what well, i say that with confidence because of one the shape of the hat and two the length of the hair that we see on this side senior has longer hair but it but in this area it's like flipped out mm. so June's hair would cover from here to her shoulder. So definitely yeah. June. I, I think I got thrown off a little bit because obviously like she has the little curly hair and, and this and the last And it was kind of straight. Yeah, yeah. In That's the, yeah. I, was, I was a little I mystified. did notice that too because we're obsessed with Jenna's hair and we know it's curly. So when they put that straight piece right there, I was like, what? We've also seen pictures and this is a, obviously we're referring back to, I don't know how, how this is happening again, but Jojo Casares had a makeup costume test and John Dory Sr. did have a long beard in that test shows the picture now see you got it yeah you got it right <laughs> <laughs> it was weird it was weird so it's hmm. very possible that this is june first of all okay let's get that out of the way but it's very possible at some point i don't know maybe it was meant to be john senior it just turned into june somehow i, I don't know maybe maybe and charity's making a good point too it's very ambiguous just like morgan's like, title was with emil we were like who is this dude yeah I'll, I'll take that. I'll take that. Because even I'm like on the June train on this one. But, mm -hmm. but you know, I'm I'm willing to say that's a hybrid. I mean, the hips, the hips don't lie. <laughs> like if the hair was like, eh, and then the hat was like, mm, the hips don't lie. Yeah. <laughs> definitely women hips. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Can we agree on that? Yes. And, and it does look like John's jacket that John wore that June is wearing now too. I mean. Right. So, yeah. And, but I'll take the hybrid. I'll take the hybrid. That's just kind of like the last one with Grace and uh, Athena. I'll take the hybrid. That's fine mm -hmm. with me. You're dealing with somebody else now. Well, two somebody's. <laughs> Did you see Dwight and Sherry almost fall off their horse at the end? No. <laughs> no. As they're as they're riding away and the Negan Walker is, is coming out, they both go to the side <laughs> and then you see him do one of these. <laughs> They almost fell off the horse. Yeah. Oh my god. Now I have to play this the clip of this. You step on the bird's nest, that means, you know, it signifies grace and Athena's lost, you know, relationship because, you know, the miscarriage. Come on, guys, don't be so insensitive. When I saw the nest, it made me think of Robinette's eggery. I was thinking the same thing. Like, okay, Robinette's eggery, okay, tongue in cheek, okay, sure. Yeah. Yeah, there you yeah. go. Oh, and Sharon is saying the same thing. Yep. Yeah. I guess yeah. we're more hardcore than Aisha Tyler. <laughs> I mean, look, look, Aisha Tyler is, I'll give her, look, she's, she's, the, she's the one that made your different versions of June possible, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, so I know that's speech to text, but let's read it like it, it wasn't. Oh, that's just mean. <laughs> oh, no, but, I, but it says okay. Robin, it says Robin, it's angry. <laughs> <laughs> So Sherry says, does. I did a serious dive into Robin, it's eggery in any kind of connection and I couldn't find it. Yeah, I mean, obviously. Yeah. But what you don't know is that, <laughs> this is going to be stupid. Joe Biden's middle name is Robinette. Robinette? Yeah. Joe Robinette Biden. Oh, she, she knew that. Okay, fine. Well, you didn't know that. I enlightened somebody. <laughs> <laughs>
but did you know that in the audience? <laughs> Probably, yeah. yeah. Or no, I'm Mario. The from, only one that didn't know that. Mar- Mario from Italy doesn't know that. <laughs> just, pick, <laughs> just pick people from out of the country, right? They could be playing with um, etymology here, though, too. And it could be an inside joke, too. The second I mentioned etymology, she, she goes, she's on the case. Robin is a diminutive of Robert, as in Robert <laughs> Kirkman. So maybe she's he's laying his eggs in fear of the Walking Dead. <laughs> <laughs> maybe I can respect that. <laughs> it's it's like Robin, but Robin et. You know, it's like a it's like a yeah. small Robert, rabbit, <laughs> rabbit Kirkman, rabbit. <laughs> He's laying his little sperm. Sperm to sperm to worm. Sperm to worm. Oh, I laughed every time. I dizzied in the in the React video. And I still dizzied. That sperm <laughs> to worm. <laughs> Circle of life bullshit. <laughs> like, okay. We're going hard in the paint. <laughs> oh, man. Everything in that sentence. Crazy like a cut snake. Well, he was telling her about his whole philosophy and then they came across the uh the walker that was embalmed and then he told her about what he does with the unworthy if you're embalmed then you don't become part of the earth you don't give life back that's how he keeps the unworthy out june took pause and was like huh And he goes, oh yeah, he's crazier than a cut snake. It's funny because he says all of this, this rattles all these fucking crazy expressions out all in a row. Like sperm to it's sperm to worm circle of life bullshit. This is preservation keeps people from moving on to the next world. But that guy's crazier than a cut snake. I mean, he'd sell ice to an Eskimo. Yes. <laughs> but then he goes, he then he goes, this new cult following, that's how he says it, <laughs> are armed and highly motivated. And she goes, obviously, they're not the only ones. They're not the only ones. Oh, and he goes, oh, I don't doubt it. (laughs) You get the point. It's just like, bam, 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 bam. That beats ugly mustard up and down the street. (laughs) Like, seriously. (laughs) Kick rocks. I laughed so hard when he said kick rocks. Every time. And then, like, I used it at the end of the video where I said, (laughs) Raleigh can can kick rocks. (laughs) Kick rocks. You're dealing with somebody else now, Raleigh. <laughs> oh my gosh. Sharon and I just went back. We're doing rewatches. And it was the episode where Dwight and Raleigh have their encounter. And we're both laughing at it. 210 words per minute. Dwight's asshole. And Sharon D's going, you know, Dwight should really hate Raleigh a lot more than he does right now. <laughs> like, like you almost forget about the interaction that they had during that scene. Like how Raleigh's telling it. He's like, no, man, I'm just an asshole. I was an asshole before this. And you know, they like talking about what he's going to do to Sherry when he finds her and like burning her letter. Like we were both like Dwight should like kick his ass. <laughs> Doesn't that go to the power of like John and June really saving his ass from the fucking lurch? What's crazy about that is yes, he should. Right. But then you have to also remember that the first time around when somebody did something nice to him, saved him, it was Daryl. And mm-hmm. in return, he paid him back it with shit. He took, you know, he took his, took, took his, his bike. bike, took his crossbow, basically left him for slim pickings. Fuck you, dude, for helping me out. All trying to escape Negan. But where does all that come from? The second time that happens again, John and June save him again. He's like, I'm not going to let this re- history repeat. I'm at the end of my rope. And the clarity that he gives about wanting to kill himself to Sherry, being open and honest about it, that puts everything into focus. It makes what that interaction with Dwight's asshole, AKA Raleigh, a lot clearer that like I was on death's door. I was like, I'm done. I'm, I've had it. And then 
I can see somebody being, the tank being that empty, all of a sudden feel spa splashes at the bottom of it. And it's this refreshing, I was empty, but now I am full again. It's no wonder why like Sherry doesn't understand where this guy was at. Because we weren't there, we didn't see what happened with Sherry. We didn't see her journey out West. We didn't see mm -hmm. the, the floors and ceilings that she's had to hit until, I don't know, she never got a chance. She must have hooked up with the right people to get on this vengeance train and whatever. So we don't know her side. It's important to note that like that interaction with Daryl and from the very beginning told us a, a, a totally separate story from the Dwight we're seeing right now. So of course it makes sense that like, of course he's not going to knock down Raleigh. History <laughs> has told that story yeah. already. This is a chance for a new story. Like I get it because like half of me is like, you don't talk to Dwight like that, you motherfucker. And the Dwight's like, Shh, Dave, I got this. Don't, don't worry. Fine. It's, it's fine. okay. I got it. It's like, got it. Okay. Yeah. Oh, stand down, soldier. <laughs> like, okay. Dwight doesn't need your protection. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Robin, it's exactly. Okay? She sure, said you it say the same exactly. thing. Exactly. That's, that's my point, people. See, like... Minds. Our minds are like this. What's good for the goose <laughs> is good for the Robinette. That was not yep. funny at all. Don't laugh. Somebody bring the horn of shame. <laughs> Okay, I did see f something that was stupid that I didn't see until mm. the second watch. Okay, the oh. <laughs> when you look at the back of of John Senior's RV, <laughs> there's a little wolf in the lower right hand corner, and then in the top left corner, there's a little eagle soaring. Now, of course, to all appearances, this looks like because Dave has to make something more of something so redneck. <laughs> <laughs> But then I was thinking, like, who's the wolf and who's the who's the eagle soaring? And I was thinking to myself, oh, obviously, Mad Maddox is the wolf and John Senior is the eagle, right? But what if okay. it's the reverse? What if John is the lone? John Senior is the lone wolf mm -hmm. going at it alone after the carrion Maddox. Mm -hmm. You know, easy to get those things reversed. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But then I was thinking, okay, mm -hmm. well, obviously the wolf is June and John Senior's in the clouds, obviously. Sharon is wondering if it was an eagle or a hawk. Oh, yeah, or a hawk, whatever. <laughs> split hairs, split feathers. <laughs> like in World Beyond. Yeah, I know. That's, well, yeah. I was leading to that. But yeah, yeah, probably. Okay, moving on. <laughs> I was just taking a little breather. Everything they do is on purpose, so it, I'm sure it, it was there to spark some sort of thought. Well, it it looked like it was hand painted. It's, it's kind of my point. It's like you know, little little uh, like you know when you're in in grade school, you, there's an easel, and there's a little <laughs> thing, and then you start painting, and that's what happened. Because yeah. the eagle's the eagle's wings look just it just looked like something I would have done, you know, in sixth grade. You know? Okay. Like, right. Yeah. Right. And then, like in the subtitle, Rachel did that herself. It, like, so Rachel went on set and painted this special for Fear the Walking Dead. Yeah. I'm like, I'm yeah. sorry, Rachel. I'm sorry. That was me. Anyway. <laughs> God, so insensitive. I quit. I want to know. <laughs> no, come back. I want to know these facts. <laughs> Did you take away anything from looking at John Senior's serial killer wall? I didn't, but Sharon D did. To be honest, Sharon D, I don't even know if I want to bring it up. <laughs> I don't know if I want to open this can of worms. One of these Polaroids on the wall, because there are several, one of them reads Madison Madisonville. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I'm not and going is, there, but okay, I know. you can go there. I, I didn't want to, but it is located directly above Grimes, a city in it is. Texas. Yeah. That's a worthy drop. 
further illustrating the fact that, okay, Aisha Tyler, is just, it's just all masturbation. It's just all like, just indulging. Yeah, exactly. Which I respect. Oh, I love it. But there's nothing you can get out of it other than like, ah, uh, you know, I think, well, okay, there is one thing. One thing. This sounds like the first part of a trivia question that Charity no. would ask Tom. <laughs> no, I know what you're going to say, because I did. I did notice it. Okay, okay. Okay, the, did you see the keychain <laughs> that belonged yeah. to the dad's truck that he was fixing for John when yeah. he was younger? What did yeah. it look like? Yeah, it looked like John's hat. It was John's hat hanging from the keychain. Oh, or no, no. very similar. Oh, no, no, no. It oh, was, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was specifically a sheriff's hat. <laughs> oh, I didn't see any star. I didn't see a star on it at all. No, I had the little little sheriff thingies in the front. The little sheriff oh, I didn't, dingle dangles. I didn't see that either. I just saw a black hat. I got a 2K screen that tells me otherwise. Yeah. I'm not doubting you. I'm just telling you what I didn't. I didn't see that. I only saw a hat. I'm watching on my computer screen. You know, your screen's much bigger much than mine. Much bigger. It's not the size of the screen. It's the resolution. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, you nerd! Why did you say that? <laughs> okay. Charity says it's John's hat, but she has an even smaller screen than you. So <laughs> Wait, she said she said she was watching on her phone. Oh, that's yeah. even worse. Oh my god. So even I saw, smaller, yeah. So I saw the shading on the hat, and it's it it's like one of those pewter, brassy pewter, mm -hmm. like dark pewter keychains. It's metallic. It looks more like John Senior's hat, let's say. But it has, there was this kind of comes up like that a little and they have the little sheriff's hat tassels in the front like you can barely make them out but so it more is like there. more like rick's hat yeah exactly what i'm trying to say it looked much more like rick's hat than anybody else's hat okay i just didn't i just missed the tassels on my on my screen Ooh. in the blog there will be a very high resolution 2k that means 2560 by 1440 screenshot that i'll put in there this is worth mentioning because it's again doesn't amount to anything except it's kind of cool that you like I think John's dad was you know he was a detective he was a detective he was a cop he wasn't a sheriff so there would be no need for it to be there other than to troll the yeah. audience Aisha Tyler actually when we saw the keys in previous episodes it did not have a keychain like that on I was it. I was gonna say I don't remember in that episode we will not talk about I didn't remember seeing it but it was called the door <laughs> so we have, <laughs> like so we're a podcast we had the same thing no I just did that I can't even kinda... plug my ears because my earbuds are in. <laughs> we just, I'm just cause ear like shoving the sound farther in. Yeah. It's a door. Okay. <laughs> like, oh no! I'll just I'll take them. See, so you should take them out, <laughs> but don't do that. Ugh, okay. Take me so, forever to put them back in. So Sharon is saying it's definitely Grimes on the map. By the way, there's something about someone driving a Chevy on the wall. The Cypress one stood out to me. Yeah. Because I mean, just because it was so much bigger. It's definitely gonna be something that comes back. Sharon is saying it's specifically said spotted driving a Chevy, which might be the kind of truck Teddy and. Alicia are driving in the next episode. But June takes a quick second to look at the Polaroid that looks like a garage, like the end of the, is the beginning. And then mm -hmm. the second one, she says, Austin East 35. And she had made a sound. She said, oh. Because right after that, she says to Senior, I didn't realize they were so far south. Maybe that was her realizing how far south they had gotten. That's a good point. Now we have to get to the orchard. My brain is not remembering the orchard. Do you remember what she's referencing with the orchard at all? I don't. My only thought was that maybe that's where Grace and Morgan came across the car bomb. Hmm maybe i don't know and because of the trees that we saw in the dream we're like thinking our, our brains are kind of associating yeah i'm kind of, yeah i'm kind of thinking where they were walking sort of felt 
like an orchard to me and then the car appeared but who knows what was real and what wasn't so that's just my guess so sharon obviously saving our bacon once again says it's where they found Paige. well that that's your that's a theory though right theory theory okay theory. that's what i thought okay i thought Paige was at the lumber mill yeah she was at the lumber mill so are we saying the orchard is near the lumber mill probably well that's not where they found her she works at the right. lumber mill she was running through the forest well, near, I think it was near Tanktown. They were near Jasper's leg. <laughs> yeah, obviously, <laughs> right? <laughs> well, know. we still don't know where the orchard is, so that's the right. <laughs> yeah. other story. Well, between Cypress and the orchard, well, obviously Cypress is not a fruit-bearing tree, but still. A lot about trees lately, I don't know. Mm-hmm. I don't know what this is going to lead to, but now that sticks out in my mind, and now that's kind of what I want to see what happens with that. Because you can't just throw out the orchard. seems something that's so important if the end is beginning tagged it. Oh, I also had another theory that mm. there is no orchard and that it was actually June just trying to buy herself some time. Yeah, I had also thought that as well for a second. And then I don't know like what to she think was, about that. She was trying to, you know, I mean, he had a gun pointed on her. Well, it's, so it's, she's going to try and win him over. <laughs> yeah, and it's the same reason why I thought, like, okay, why wouldn't you tell her father that their son is dead immediately? And then I was thinking, I even said in the reaction, it was like, oh, she's trying to figure out if he's worth telling. So why not lie to this fool? Does he even care? Like, she wanted to know if he even cared where John was before she just offered up the information. Well, it's kind of like not reading the letter. If you're not ready to hear it, why am I, why am I going to say it? It's going to yeah, lose its punch. Yeah. But, like, exactly. apropos to you, but you said that letter... It's a good thing that she hadn't read that letter, even though she probably should have, because that's some, what somebody should do. It happened to have been a good thing that she hadn't, mm-hmm. right? Because like everything in its right time, it's like it's an expression, right? Everything in its time. And so we were able to have this unifying, miraculous coalescing of the right people at the right time, not just June, not just John Dory Sr., but Dwight and Sherry, who needed to see this. They both needed to see this happen, experience all these things in order to see all these things coalesce in the right spot. But this is why I like this sort of thing. This is why I said in the beginning of the episode, it's like, it's not often that you get all these parallels coalescing at a single point. Now, it doesn't take care of all the problems, but it kind of just intersects at one point and then they go in completely different directions i mean i i love seeing june have that one last look at the cabin it's that weird look where like and this makes me a little emotional that where you feel like you're never going to see that cabin again and you feel it and you believe that to be true and how weird is that a look that can can just give you that an mm-hmm. idea hey let's make her look at the cabin one last time but let's do it in such a way where it lasts a little longer than it's comfortable and then she climbs back into the car and goes off with john dory senior to go to the dam like her admitting you know you're kind of right morgan i don't want to <laughs> like as much as we don't want her to admit that that he's right it's like you got and then he comes right back and says are you fucking crazy <laughs> i was off my rocker <laughs> like duh and then there's this moment where like yeah of course we're friends like of course we're friends mm-hmm. you know and i'm kind of treating this backwards because then i <laughs> let's talk about the resolution first and he said it's more than just that it's not only that he lost himself for a second but that he could come back and realize that june has always been able to contribute when we're all mad sometimes we have these blinders on we forget the value of someone period point blank it's so easy like in the moment like okay let's just say let's just say i can still hear hear that thing vibrating but am I going to forget like every awesome killer thing <laughs> that you do every day, every week, consistently keeping me on my feet? It's silly, right? But I yeah. still hear it. So, <laughs> Do you? Do you really still I, hear it? I, I do. But it's not the point. The point is that like... It's not even on the table. I'm sitting on it. I'm literally sitting on my phone. <laughs> is it in a room in this house? <laughs> It could, I, it could be in my bedroom, and you would still hear it. I would still hear yeah, it. Yeah, it's just, it's just 
it's Sharon D texting me. <laughs> see, see, Morgan thinks he's God. <laughs> I don't oh, know man. how you're hearing it though. I'm sitting on my phone. I'm literally sitting on it, and well, the, you can still hear it. The good news is the noise gate <laughs> will be adjusted at such a level that nobody can hear it. <laughs> Oh my god, that is too funny. Well, she says it's very relevant. You better get that. She says it's very relevant okay. to the show. So well, I'm okay, getting yelled wait. at. Let's wait. I'm getting in trouble, Sharony. <laughs> yeah, on both sides. God. Ouch. <laughs> I feel like this is both of us going, pay attention to me. Pay attention to me. <laughs> yeah. So, okay. So Sharony found on our Google Maps, Orchard, Texas. Not, not the orchard, but Orchard, <sighs> Texas. And it's located very near Cypress. Ha! That's funny. I literally just said, oh, orchard, <laughs> Cypress, fruit-bearing tree, non-fruit-bearing tree, and beginning, oh my god, <laughs> sperm to worm. <laughs> <laughs> wolf, wolf and eagle. <laughs> what does it mean? <laughs> we Maps. are squawking yeah. down. I get so excited. We get so excited for maps. Oh my gosh. Well, that's I like, funny. I like things that I can confirm. Like, that's what I like. Oh. I like details that I can write down and say, this is what it is. Right. This or, is where it is. Like, or at least have a, gets a me strong enough notion to say, oh, this makes sense. This is, there's enough here that I can actually talk about it, right? Yeah. 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 We're going with this. This is what's that's, happening. That's why I love the holding so much. Like, it was just filled with goodies that i love oh my god well i'm even like i even allowed myself to in episode 135 to go off this we both did had this crazy theory about john dory senior yes. but allowing ourselves it we're admitting it's crazy but it's crazy enough to work and if you hadn't watched that it's probably a good time to plug it yes watch episode 135 it was crazy enough to actually do a live stream about not a pre-record if you listen to the audio podcast it's much sharper much clearer much more quality because we got to do the local recordings and we edited them up and chopped them up all nice we kept it pretty much intact it just sounds better so definitely take a take a listen to that we have a very wild theory about what could have happened to john dory senior in 40 fucking years we're in the contingent that there's no way that he just was looking for teddy maddox for no for 35 of those years he was not looking for teddy maddox so exactly he must have done something that's our theory that's episode 135 dum dum you should listen to it. It's crazy. I, I like that little interaction between Morgan and June at the end of the episode. I think it was really, really necessary for them to have that tension in the beginning, though, because it all leads into what ultimately John Dory Sr. says near the end. He's like, you're full of shit. You're not reading that because you're protecting you. And it, she needed to at least have Morgan like, you know, when somebody loosens the jar of peanut butter and it was quite the grip too. It's quite the grip that Morgan had. And I love how you explained it last week because you 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 loosened the grip on that scene so that I was ready as I wasn't ready to handle that scene I don't think right which is funny so when I finally watched that scene for myself I'm like oh it's more than just that Morgan can't for one second for one second because we said this in the last episode he cannot blame himself for one second because the second that he does it's all over for him he will collapse like a dying star yeah he's he's not i he's not a very emotionally strong person well in like when it comes to something that he might have done if it's somebody else or what but when it's him that did it mm -hmm. i lose people i lose myself kind of shit. what mm -hmm. but that's what makes the end of the episode that much sweeter 
because even he acknowledges that was me. I didn't know what to do then and there. I did the right thing. I did the wrong thing. For, well, I mean, it's funny because like Morgan having to exile June in that moment. Okay. Obviously there was the rules, but the rules were because, and I wrote this down. I'm like, oh, he's fucking right. Like the whole reason why he thought of those rules were because of what John said, this ground is soaked in blood and everything like that. And for her, for June herself to be the first person to kill, like I, I get where he's coming from. I get where he's coming from. Like, this is not what John wanted. That's my best friend. That's, that's your husband. And it's like, and I know you're mourning his loss. I get it. I'm mourning his loss too. And again, we all grieve in different ways. We all have our way of processing things. And I think that's true. I think that's, that's mm -hmm. why it's easy to kind of get lost in pitting people against one another, but we're not seeing the people for who they are. We're seeing it from a particular point of view, or I'm seeing it from Morgan's view. So of course I don't see, you know, I don't see June's initial, why she does what she does or how she reaches that conclusion. No, but even though I mentioned it, but it's processing, right? It's like seeing that and believing that. And then like accepting that, that what she does is because of something that built up over the course of the episode. But it's easy to lose Morgan's point of view too. What he had to go through and had to process in that moment. I mean, they're all doing it from these weird, wild, different points of view, which we were lucky enough to see in the same episode. But going back to the end, I was heartened because I think he does acknowledge that, that he says <laughs> plain English. He's like, don't think anything of it. It's mostly me and maybe you can help Grace. I keep thinking it doesn't matter what Grace thinks happened. It doesn't matter what, what Grace believes is the truth about the baby died. That's, that's what's real. That's what's there. Mm -hmm. Now, you may not have been welcome before, but you've more than made up for everything by bringing John Sr. back, by coming back in the first place to give it another try, too. Like, I see you're generally here to help. We've said this about one other character in the universe too. If for one second Strand could admit to his own feelings, he would he would become somebody that we don't recognize anymore. Because his whole thing is never letting people in on the con. If I let people in on my feelings for one second, it's over. I don't have any leverage anymore. Now they have that against me forever. Like Alicia. Mm -hmm. That's why he has this relationship with Alicia. It's the first person that would let him in on what he had to do in person without words. What I can do to help. Sharon says, all I'm saying Morgan is Morgan was with John when Dakota killed him and June didn't blame him so she could have lashed out and been like well you were with John and let him die like Morgan's blaming June for not being there yeah. and June could blame Morgan for being there and not doing anything wait 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 oh I didn't read the thing before that <laughs> please spare mm. me Morgan mansplaining yeah June's husband to her but I think it's important to explain relationships though too <laughs> everybody has their own way of processing I think saying how much somebody means to you in your way helps people understand your grief process like what you're going through and yeah it's not not always going to come out great. It caused June to shoot Ginny dead in spite of what this place was supposed to mean. Grief on both ends. John dying and then leading up to the, mo the moment where Grace loses her unborn child. So, you know, of course it comes right. out messy. Like, and then of course Morgan's he's thinking about all the variables that led up to June having to leave and, and having to need to go out to begin with to see June six hours yeah. away because she was the only doctor. But of course, I wish she would have thought of that before he shot Jenny. He was like, well, we, I didn't know, bitch. And of course he do she doesn't know. Of course he doesn't know. Oh, I think it's important to say it out loud, though. Grief takes on many forms. People go through it in different <laughs> ways. I mean, look at fucking John Sr. Fucking June is laying out all the facts. First of all, she doesn't even say that he dies, but then he goes on, he says, yeah, I get it. I'm a detective. I, I knew exactly, you know, I saw the rings around your neck. Ba -da 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 -da. That's what you saw? What, you don't have any feeling towards it? <laughs> you don't, you're not reacting to this in any way? Yeah, but you know, let's move on to Teddy Maddox. <laughs> okay, okay. I think Sr. said goodbye to John 40 years ago. He said, I never look back. So... 
it's like, yeah, this person exists, but there's, is there, is there really an emotional attachment anymore? Oh, and you're right. But as they keep going through the episode or even just even oh, in the RV, see it. he's yeah. like, he became a cop. What? He's yeah. a good, he's a, and then especially like in, in Bill's he like two times. He's like, you can't believe that John's a good shot. Like he's like mm -hmm. a trick shot. Like, oh right. yeah. Humbug's Zulch. Okay. All right, cool. Yeah. The more he knows about him, the more he realizes what like my ancestors and right. All those emotions are being filled in now. And well, so yeah, by the like, time, so then by the time June reads the letter, the full weight of that forgiveness means something to him. Yeah, exactly. Like even though this is shit heel. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> this shit bag for brains in the beginning of the episode. Like, yeah, I still forgive that shit bag for brains in the beginning of the episode. Like long before mm -hmm. he came to this resolution about the weight of John's, you know, finally coming, going to the cabin, exiting it, and then finding Hill at gunpoint, shooting him in the back. Like Bill Hickok in Deadwood, by the way, who gets shot in the back <laughs> in the bar, which I thought was a good parallel, like a solid parallel, but not like not like rapid fire easter egg drops like aisha tyler <laughs> come on man seeing john see his own sons or maybe even okay okay because of course john jr's headstone husband mm -hmm. friend right beloved husband friend however i get something would trip me up too but then i wonder if maybe he also stopped because when you see your own name sometimes you automatically think it's you mm -hmm. so i didn't think of that until just now i'm like oh but what if he was thinking himself oh that's my grave i'm stumbling into my own grave and of oh, course i didn't go that far <laughs> a half of course a half a second later you're like john jr and then it gets worse i'm named after my grandfather right well even while he was alive so let's say there was like a i don't know a passport and i didn't even look at the picture i saw that it was a david cameo right and I was like, oh, that's my pat. Oh, that it does not look like me. But uh, for a split <laughs> second, I saw that it said on the paper, David Cat. I was like, oh, that's mine. Yeah. Right. Yeah, it's, of course it's me. Yeah. Do you have a passport? I do. Okay. See, oh. I, oh. I don't. <laughs> like if you didn't have one and still thought it was yours, that but, would be even crazier. But but that would make sense because you're like, I right. didn't get a pet. But then for a second, you're like, yeah, that's yeah. me. This is my name. Yeah. Oh, but that's yeah. not me. That's not for me. Okay, but that's my point. Yeah. That's my point. Yes, yes, exactly. Well done. Gotcha. I always think about these things because it makes sense. Once, once you see your name written down somewhere and it's the same name, then you're thinking, well, that's my grave. Oh, no, no, that's my son's. But then it gets worse, right? Because it's not my grave. And yet it, right. made me, it made me think for a second that it was. Oh, am I dead? Oh, no, it's my son. Mm. Oh, my son's dead. It's like the stages of getting worse, right? Okay, mm -hmm. it would be one thing if I was dead. Oh. That sucks. That's what got me here. That this whole, this is all what it was for. And then, of course, this is just before looking around the room and seeing a life that had something in it. It was filled with something. It was exactly like June described, filled with all the medical stuff. But it, he was also looking around at other things, like things on the wall, activities. It's It was full. Like, I remember when we first saw John's cabin in season four. I was like, ah, there's not much here. Okay, there's a little coffee thing and a, there's a little thing over there. There's a TV in the corner. It looked a lot emptier and bigger in my mind when we watched season four. In this episode, it looked full. It actually looked kind of smaller because mm -hmm. there was so much stuff in it because that's a life lived. How long do we think Hill's been hiding out there? Well, I was even thinking about this in the last episode. Grace has been pregnant for nine months. She barely even knew she was pregnant. Mm -hmm. So this whole story moves along the course of nine months. And so we're thinking like, how long has Hill been away? Well, okay, it's been probably about, I want to say three weeks. Oh, six to seven weeks is Sharon is even saying. I meant okay. six plus, sorry, three plus three is what I was thinking. Okay. Three, to three to find John and then another, th sorry, three until after John and then three, three more 
for Grace's pregnancy and then losing the baby, et cetera, et cetera. Okay. Because it had been a week after that she lost the baby, I think, right? Yeah. So is Hill, just, is Hill just a terrible housekeeper or why is all this shit still laying around? Like if he's been there for over a month, almost two months, he hasn't cleaned up a damn thing. The medical supplies are still on the table. I mean, it even looked like the fish that John cooked for Dakota and Morgan was still there. Right. I noted that too. Right. <laughs> what the hell's Hill been doing? <laughs> That's a really good point. That's a really, really good point. I, I did see the only thing that was there that I could probably recognize is like that the drink, the drink was there, but that John had left that yeah, there. Yeah. John, yeah. John left. That was John's drink. Shandy has a good point. She said, I thought that was Hill's fish that he had cooked and that's why John Sr. knew he was there. Well, he hears the walker outside. Well, he, yeah, there was a twig snap and then he hears yeah. the walker outside and then he's like, well, oh, we it, assume it's the walker, but it could right. be Hill, I guess. Well, he assumes that it's a walker, but yeah. Mm -hmm. Could be Hill. <laughs> yeah, but there was, there was a bit of a twig snap twig snap it's good to listen on headphones if you are listening on headphones sound makes so much more more of a difference when you're watching an episode no but to your point rachel you they think the one overwhelming factor is like hey, why is everything left out the way it is now you could say that it's because of hill state hill doesn't look so great hill is still wearing his ranger outfit he's wearing look there's a bunch of clothes in there wear sweats mm -hmm. for all he cares right <laughs> but he's yeah. not he's choosing to wear the rangers outfit I think that says a lot about where Hill is at in the brain. I think he's still holding on to something like Lawton, this promise of Lawton <laughs> where I could do whatever the fuck I wanted. Because mm -hmm. only a crazy motherfucker like Hill could say what he said to John Sr. and live. You're talking about a, gu a guy with a gun to your fucking face, knowing who John is. Oh, like, okay, first of all, the fact that the guy, the kid is my son. But this guy is obviously a badass, right? He's like asking, er, tell me where he is. Okay, fine. You're going to go and tell, yeah, the previous owner, yeah, I don't know if you got the memo, but the pre previous owner left the place. Oh, he's your son? Go fuck your son. That he literally, and then, and then he takes his hand and pushes the gun away. <laughs> Like he squeezes his yeah, his hand because it's injured. Yeah. Oh, he's like right. But yeah. Like, but like, are you and me are not that crazy? Like, if somebody had a gun to my head, I'd be like, yeah, want me to suck your dick for that gun? Like, what the hell? <laughs> like, but like, it's that's that's you only get one life. You're in the apocalypse. Okay. You know how to value your life, and yet this guy is like. Not only that, but he's taunting the dad. He's taunting John Sr. I'm like, do you want to get shot between the eyes? What the, what, what's wrong with you? Okay, so this is how I square that circle. It's like, Hill is not right. Hill just came back from a place where he could do anything. And he's like reliving these glory days and talk about not accepting what's gone, not being able to read the letter. Okay. Hill can't accept his loss either. He, he had everything and he lost everything. Just a couple weeks back, he was talking about Southpaw and Mountain and now he's mm -hmm. under a mountain. You think he doesn't know the, oh, he, I think he knows the jigs up. Yeah. Well, I when mean, you don't he hear from Jenny yeah. in a while, but that doesn't mean, I mean, that doesn't mean any, it doesn't mean she's dead. It just means she's not at her walkie talkie. I wish somebody would have told him before they killed him. <laughs> I think he knows. And you know how I know that he knows? Because I have to assume, I have, have, have to assume that he tried to go back to Lawton or try to radio Lawton and all he got on the other side was, HA! <laughs> <laughs> that and could Hill be. Went, and Neil went, oh. <laughs> 
and then he just Shit. click. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> although, although I do remember that June had said she had gotten a muffled signal right before John Senior drew a gun on her sharing Dwight. I got a muffled signal from, hey, is that another one of your party? Like when it came down to Hill. Oh, oh, right in the beginning. Mm -hmm. Okay, okay. And, and that's yeah so that's all i knew and mm -hmm. that kind of makes sense maybe that was hill radioing lawton going hey is anybody out there <laughs> yeah muffled signal maybe that the muffled signal was like oh fuck <laughs> and that was the end of the conversation but actually going back to that moment, I even wrote in my notes and then I erased it later because we find out exactly what June is trying to do. Dwight is kind of going out there and being the June in the situation to John Sr. He's, he's like, what are you doing? Shouldn't you be out building a hospital? Like, oh, Sarah's got it. I just figured I'd do something. I try to do something like find where to put my energy. Do everything I'm going to do except for read that letter. And I was like, when you watch the episode over again, you're like, oh, she's just doing something to do it. Not only that, but she's trying to solve a mystery, like to feel some sort of sense of closure, to do something, like to kill somebody, maybe even. any Anything that would fill the hole that John left. And we do need to know. <laughs> no, that's, that's true. No, you're right. Yeah. <laughs> but is that what June ought to be doing? Like, you think she would take a couple minutes, you know, yeah, take, no, a, take a breath. You know, I almost wonder if Sarah should be out there looking for clues and June should be setting up the hospital. Right. But that doesn't sound like Sarah. <laughs> Sarah is more like setting traps for Raleigh, right? <laughs> Pop it out of refrigerators. <laughs> I mean, I, I could see Sarah looking for trying to find a way to get Wendell out there, too. Sure. Why not? Well, since June has the medical knowledge, she knows what equipment's going to need to go where and where, you know, how to organize things best. And she, she yeah. Yeah, but the whole point is that June is just trying to fill out something to do. Sarah, there's nothing wrong with Sarah. There's nothing, well, like, other than missing Wendell and finding maybe a way to do that. But, like, there's nothing... She June wouldn't do might that. Also, June also might be avoiding the hospital in general because that's the thing she chose over, over John. Over John. Yeah. Yeah. That's another good, that's a really good point. Right. Sarah's got to unlock. Yeah. I, maybe yeah. I don't want to do that. Yeah. This is something right. I mentioned also too. Like, oh, making that choice over it. Like, oh, maybe I'm, and also like the survivor's guilt thing, right? Like I had something to look forward to. Now I'm taking yeah. a two steps back. Like, oh. Right. Now this, this thing that gave me so much joy and excitement is, it, it's making me feel bad now because it's just reminding me of what I've lost instead of being excited for what I can build. It's just a reminder that, yeah, John's or, gone and she chose the hospital. How can I feel right continuing to pursue the thing where I could, whereas John mm -hmm. couldn't? I had the ability and now that's, and that's what it's going for instead of John. Oh my God. Wow. It's taking survivor's guilt to a whole other level. Mm. And now I can't do anything except for pursue somebody's killer or something like that. Or like these, this end of the end is the beginning death cult. Mm -hmm. I, I just find the style and the parallelism of like her doing the same thing John's dad is doing is just crazy that we don't have to do. It's not our job. It's not my, you already did the thing. You can take a break now. No, I can't. Er, he's back. Er, what, what about your son? This is supposed to be an opportunity for your son. Mm -hmm. Oh no, he doesn't care. But then there's also simultaneous thing. And we've seen this on in the universe also, like where when you don't do something, when you decide not to do something, and the moment that you think that you can say, ah, but you know, maybe I'm, maybe I'm wrong, but that has been too long. We can't back down now. It's been too yeah. long. It's too late, right? It's too late. It's not too late. That's why they keep saying it over and over again. It's mm -hmm. not too late. At some point, you have to stop and relent and go, it's not too late. That was your whole problem before is that maybe at some point, because he came back, he came back to McNeil's bait and beer later on in the summer or something like that to gas up. Mm -hmm. And he saw John happy like for a second. 
But knowing now, oh, he looked happy. There was a light about him. You know, he he still pr produced light in the world. Yeah, I didn't probably didn't know how bad things were for him. He could have stopped at any time, but then he's like, ah, it's too late. He's moving on without me. That's what he thought at the time. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's not too late was John's last words. Yeah, all the better. All the better. Dad, it's not too late. June, it's not too late. You can read that letter. <laughs> yep. And it was perfect timing. Ugh, destroyed me. Yeah, I could even hear my react video. <laughs> I was kind of like, <clears throat> <laughs> can't talk. <laughs> Come back later. <laughs> you know, it's funny oh because that, that letter was written at a point of time where he was ready to die to save Janice. Because it's easy to forget. Like, so much shit fucking happened at that moment. And we're, we're all thinking, oh, he's going to say something very profound. I was like, no, it was a time capsule. I love how careful the writers were in trying to construct this narrative. How this was said in episode four. It was just teed up quite nicely. Okay. There's something to, like, the idea of, like, John Sr. always assuming. I was afraid that Teddy poisoned me and that I would poison my son. Or the search for Teddy would poison me and that I would poison my son with that poison. Like, it made, it ruined me. Mm -hmm. And I didn't want that light to get snuffed out. But then he mentions the story about seeing him, the butterscotch. Like, oh, that was the right move. But, like, he he realizes later on, oh, he, he was wrestling with this. All the way until he was 52, which we find out exactly John's age. But it was weird because I can see where that comes from. And I think every one of us has that moment, or most people have this moment where you wonder if you're better off away from somebody. Better off not influencing somebody in a negative way. I think it's very easy to forget when you're in the moment. It's tough to say. You don't know if it's going to be a good or bad choice until it's already played itself out. And by then, it's too late. <laughs> but, you, but you do know how you are as a person. Well, I mean, that's the, the whole thing is that it's, it's, it's a fallacy. The answer is it is better for you to have been there, period. That was the, that's the takeaway, regardless of whether or not you're poisoned or not. Because the whole point is the exercise in self-esteem. When you don't think that your presence has any effect, or in fact has a negative effect, it, it's something you've probably always thought yourself. That you are so valueless, you you take away value from other people when you're around. It ruins you that much that it ruins other people. And I think that's okay. that that's and that's easy to see when he, when it comes to, to Johnny. He says it at the end. He says. I not only punished myself by going away, oh my God, I punished my son to the point where he felt like he had to forgive me. I see what it was from his point of view 40 years later, and who knows if his wife ever forgave him. But either way, he was yeah. punishing her. He thought he was helping her. He was punishing her. That sometimes mm -hmm. if you just give people a chance, ask them if this weight is great enough for them to be able to handle. I know you understand well, think, what I mean. You gotta, I, do, I do, but I'm, I'm thinking about this specific situation. Do you think his wife knew what he had to do to put Teddy away? Would he be? No. Could I, he? Flat out no. Okay. I agree. I agree. I don't think he would tell her what he had to do. So if he had stayed, he would have been living a lie. The rest of his life would have been a lie. Well, and on top of that, Senior says the same thing Junior did about being called a hero and he couldn't handle it. His wife, his son, everyone would keep looking at him like he was a hero and he would know the truth. He would have to Tell somebody, and then you risk Teddy getting out of prison if so. If the wrong person finds out he framed him, I, I get that. This is about a man living with himself and afraid that in living with himself he would be poisoned or maybe be the same kind of monster that Teddy was. To think that you're that bad. Now I get the irrational fear, but listen, you and me are people of the world. We live at we live in it. <laughs> we live in it every day. Catalytic converters get stolen every day. <laughs> <laughs> so my point is. That like we all live with something kind of goes back to our carol conversation or slash june conversation but like what makes dories different is it a dory thing and maybe this is this makes more narrative sense because it's said out loud 
that Dory's can't seem to live where they have to keep a lie or uphold a lie. Yeah. But here's the thing, the worst thing. What you said was accurate. That, of course, would have been the harm if if John Sr. had told somebody. Well, that could have gotten out and Teddy could have gotten out for circumstantial evidence or whatever, pointed evidence. Fine, I get that. But John, he could have said something, I think. He could have seen a therapist. Yeah, he could have talked to a professional. I thought you meant, like, tell somebody the truth about Janice. I'm like, mm, that would have Oh, no, no, no. Though. Forget that. That shit, that yeah. was, he's a ghost. Yeah. I meant for the for the first incident where that made him go into hiding in the first place. Like shooting oh, that oh, guy. Even yeah. When yeah. therapy was available. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's the thing. He could have not gone down this far. I mean, yes. And now he wouldn't have met. <laughs> he wouldn't have met June. I get it. I get it. <laughs> this wouldn't have happened. Yeah. This, that, that. Well, I get that. I get that. But it was, that was unnecessary. Just repeating history, thinking you're, well, po you're poison, you're the anti-hero. Oh, I killed someone. Yeah. Well, what we know of John Dory, though, I don't think he would, he... I don't think he wanted to feel okay with what he did. Therapy would, would get him to feel okay with his action and, and accept it. I don't know that he wanted to. Kind of like his dad, he wanted to punish himself. He wanted to feel... Oh, like everybody's treating me like a hero. He wanted to meanwhile, feel it. meanwhile, I killed somebody. I I know yeah. what's right and wrong. I know which way is up. I know that I shouldn't feel be celebrated right. for killing someone. And a therapist would just tell him that it's okay to accept that, and he I don't think he wanted to. And, and you wonder why, like, I went into my little rant about this kind of person, the apocalypse. You you this is a bubble. There's, there's no way mm -hmm. you can survive without June, man, or, or live in this cabin bubble kind of amazing that John did survive as long as he did. Yeah, yeah. I didn't know how right I was. Because you're making it very clear. You're making it so clear. Like, clearer than I could have ever, to be honest with you. <laughs> Charity says, in the key, John oh. says everyone knew what his dad did by framing Teddy, and that's why, that's why it changed. But Senior actually says it's because everyone called him a hero. So it's the same reason, which is what mm -hmm. John had, had said in Laura. Mm -hmm. And then, yeah, and then she said, he needs to talk to Dr. K. <laughs> From... Well, you know, now he can because John John Jr. is dead, so he's talking to oh. Dr. K now. So oh, technically, come on. Yeah, technically, <laughs> yeah. I mean, he had to wait a couple of years for Dr. K to die because, you know, the timelines haven't matched up yet. Yeah, that's true. Dr. K is still alive somewhere. Dr. K, yeah, she's still alive somewhere. And younger, yeah. right? A, a few years. About five. Two years younger. Ish, yeah, I want to say five, yeah. maybe six. Yeah. Let's <laughs> <laughs> read it. Read it. <laughs> Yeah, and, and Sharon D says, and on that note, I'm out. We still never mentioned how Dwight's horse, the face of looked Dwight's like, horse, looked oh, yeah. like Raleigh's mask. Looked like Raleigh's mask. And what happens at the end? They go tandem riding on Raleigh. It's like, <laughs> on Raleigh! Funk, funk that bitch, funk that bitch. Yeah, I'm riding your ass all the way to the dam. Thanks so much for joining us. If you like what you heard, head over to ratethispodcast.com slash Dead. Five stars and eggplant is all we need to know that you love us. But if you want to tell us how much we suck, how great we did, if we missed anything, yes, we did. So please rate us at ratethispodcast.com slash Dead. Just use it as a communications device, but use it after every single episode. It really does help us gain some visibility. Look, listening is the most important thing, but rating does give us a little bit of edge on apple podcast and stitcher spotify now i think uh, is doing ratings i don't even i don't know mm. just head over to this podcast that comes as squawking dead they give you all the options 
And if you really, really like us, hey, just follow us at ko-fi.com slash squawkingdead. When you do follow us, you'll be in the know for when we record, when our unedited episodes drop, and for when we go on Jackbox, which is rare. But sometimes we'll do it, if we miss it during the week, we'll do it on the weekends, because sometimes we do impromptu Jackbox games. Speaking of Jackbox, well, you could get really cool prizes. Well, not prizes. You have to pay for it. Yeah, yeah. Well, you can't <laughs> you win can anything. With, but you can buy it if your creations turn out as awesome as this one. Can you see it? Am I centered? It is a, a TKO yep. image of June having shot Ginny with the hashtag yep. at the bottom saying, girls get it done. <laughs> That's right. I can actually show you where to buy that in the blog. So when you nice. when you do that in the episode, you'll actually see the image of the shirt and have the ability to buy it, as well as a bunch of other shirts that I'll include. Some of them which are really, really funny. The reason why it's so funny is that you will have played TKO with us on our Jackbox games and want to buy those t-shirts, let's say. Yes. This is emblematic of our Jackbox games. We have fun. Yeah. And you can join us on stream. The only way you're going to be able to do that is if you buy us a coffee. When you do buy us a coffee, you'll get access to supported back content for 30 days, among which is the ability to join us on stream when we play Jackbox games, download the unedited episodes, to join us in the chat while we record, as well as a whole bunch of other perks. And if you subscribe to a coffee a month, well, the party never has to stop. And with that, everybody... Look, this was an excellent episode. Aisha Tyler did an amazing job. Actually, oh, I think she amazing. I think she did too good a job, to be honest. Like, <laughs> no, you, when you get so much, you're like, I gotta watch this shit again, <laughs> like, just to see what I missed. I mean, it's like it's a chore. It's a chore. I gotta stop. <laughs> Can I do something else now? Can I, no, stop this, being so good. This is this is your punishment. You're a John Dory senior. You're punishing yourself for 40 years by watching this episode every single day. Yep. And then Charity says Glutton glad. for punishment, all of us. <laughs> and then Charity says glad to do it. <laughs> like, I don't have time for that shit. I gotta edit. <laughs> next week's episode, because we get that exciting Alicia Teddy episode. However, next week, at the end of the week, we'll be in Georgia. That's right. The week that would have been episode 15, we will be at the camp. Petrie City. Yeah, that's right. Episode 15 is going to be a barn burner. Of course, that's the one where Madison comes back, right? USS Pennsylvania? <laughs> the St. Louis Barn Razor. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> the Southern Pinky Paul? <laughs> <laughs> the San Antonio Split? Ding, 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 ding. Anyway, yes. So it is, it is I guess it is called the USS uh, Jerk My Face Off. So, fine. That's great. <laughs> now I know the names of things. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Anyway, but that's my point is that they're going to leave us hanging with this episode because that yeah. it seems like a pretty solid, big, actiony, mm. confrontational episode that we're leaving off on. Which, by the way, the internet has been on fire with like tons and tons of drops of like different scenes of this episode. Be careful out there if you're concerned about spoilers. Mm -hmm. I'm not saying stay off the internet. I'm just saying stay off Reddit. Mm. Depends <laughs> on how depends on how worried you are about spoilers. <laughs> I saw one just yesterday, and you, you know how busy I was. I'm like, I saw like a fat scene from that episode. I got warning about that from other people, so who actually were on the internet yesterday. So fingers crossed that we're, we're okay. We'll make it. We'll make it through Thursday, probably Friday, maybe Saturday. From well, I might have an easier week this week, so maybe I will join you for one of your stupid watches. <gasps> Yay! And it'll Thursday be a watch parties. Well, it's always better when it's not with you guys at first, because then you'll have all seen it. Well, that's the point, is that you guys have seen it, and you react to my reaction, which is just, oh, he doesn't know what's coming next. Oh, that's so silly. Anyways, thank you so much for joining us. Have a good night, everybody. Take care of yourselves, and we'll see you very soon for the next episode with Alicia and Teddy, Theodore Maddox. Bye. Right. Bye.